What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Milton Sports Corner Podcast. I'm Kyle Fulbright, along with Curtis Redman, Cody Mola, and our special guest today, Aaron Sheridan. Aaron, thanks for joining us today. Hey, no problem. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. No problem. How you guys doing? Been a little, uh, been off for a little bit. Sports are back. It's good to be back. I mean, we got all the major sports back rolling, so uh, back in business, baby. Yeah, last time uh, we recorded, I think sports were about a week or two out, so it's nice to uh, have everything back and running. We got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, uh, PGA, UFC, we got everything going right now. Yes, sir. But we'll start here. The MLB, I think the talk of the season so far, one of the main points of the season has been the Houston Astros. Uh, they are all slumping, it seems. Jose Altuve is hitting 187, and people are blowing him up on Twitter. Uh, Joe Kelly has been suspended for allegedly throwing at him. Ramon Laureano charging him. Um, what are your guys' thoughts so far on the Astros and everything going on with them? Uh, I think they – they really, like, just weren't prepared to play. I mean, they're, the way they're going out there, like, no one fears them anymore. They're really just kind of – I mean, they lost their two best ace at, like, pitchers, which is a big deal for them. Their bullpen is hurt, too. So, they just got to get accustomed to what they have right now, and they're still trying to adjust. And uh, they're lucky there's not actual fans at, this, at these games right now because it would be just ten times worse. Yeah, no, I think definitely they – they just weren't ready. Like, obviously, they they say they're not thinking about it, but they're definitely thinking about everything. And it's just funny to me, too, how the coach was, like, egging them on to – egging the Luriano on to fight and stuff. And it's just like, dude, you guys have a freaking target on your back. And you can't be egging guys on because, you know, teams are just ready. Like, they're just freaking – everyone's pissed. Nobody likes them. Like, no. So, and they – that's why they're not playing very good. Altuve, you mentioned Kyle is freaking doing horrible. And it's great to see. I love to see it. <laughs> hey, I think uh, as an addendum to that conversation, um, and I think Cody nailed it. If the fans were there, the Astros are getting absolutely bombarded with BS. So, you know, they're coming off of a long streak of a lot of social animosity. And it's on top of really not being able to perform as an athlete, practice every day with your team. Uh, because of uh, obviously the pandemic going on and we're rushing guys back uh, the bullpen's hurt and you're seeing a lot of that in MLB this year guys really rushing back because organizations are putting players in situations game situations where they're not able to practice yeah you can throw bullpens and stuff but uh, it's really tough to go out there and compete and, and really uh, and perform well so the Astros are just the culmination of, of that, along with taking away trash cans and banging. Can we just call it out? <laughs> yeah, they have a lot of young guys playing this year. Like, you see their bullpen, and they're tossing out rookies. They have rookies on their outfield, like guys they never thought would be playing. And, you know, it's just in the back of their mind. Like, they, they definitely see – like, Bregman sees Twitter. They see Twitter, like, every night. They see people slamming them. So it's definitely affecting them on the field. And – it doesn't look like it's going to stop anytime soon unless Altuve hits 400. Yeah, he's got to he's got to pull a Chucky Blackman and just get hot all of a sudden. Yeah, Astro Game Tour is like the best Twitter account ever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty good on there. Like literally every night they're that's just ragged good. on him. There, Altuve was putting time out today. He said, "Curtis, <laughs> <laughs> love to see it, man." You love to just see a struggling Astros team struggling Altuve. It's just, you know, all of the BS from the guys back in the day just cheating. Hey, this one's for you guys. It's coming back. Yeah, absolutely. I like how, like how Granky was freaking showing everybody his pitches, too. That was, that was funny. Yeah, I think he was trying to support his team a little there. Like, see, uh, even if they, they know what's coming, it's not that easy. But... <laughs> Yeah, I those people though. It sucks for guys like him that got there last year or like weren't there. Yeah, because they they're obviously taking like if fan, they're not really taking as much right now because there's no fans. But if fans were there, then yeah, 
they would be taking a lot of heat. But, yeah, I don't know. Sticking with the AL West, uh, big series just happened. The A's and Angels, a lot of runs were scored. But Angels took two out – or no, it was split, right? I think they uh, – Or two out of was... – Angels took two out of three. Um, a lot of runs were scored. Otani's back kind of finally came alive, everybody. Trout came alive. Uh, Angels pitching, they found a starter, it looks like. Found an ace. Cy Young contender, possibly. Got a couple of Angel fans here. Uh, how are you guys feeling about your pitching staff and your lineup right now? Yeah, that's actually a hot take right there. And um, probably the most improved player in the MLB. Can we just talk about it? Dylan Bundy, everyone. A little bit. It's a hot start for sure. If yeah, Angels, so, a pitcher like that on the Angels is doing good, you know he's – they don't have those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And if we just take a second to check out some stats, because uh, it's 2020, we love stats, everyone. Uh, we're talking Dylan Bundy coming off of a struggling Baltimore Orioles team, which, hey, probably another hot take later on in the show. But uh, Dylan Bundy in the last two starts, 16 innings, eight hits, one run. And the big thing I'm really noticing here, which really hurt Bundy last year, only one home run in those two starts, guys. Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, I haven't really gotten to see much of the games that, he, like any actually of the games that he's pitched, but just like looking at box scores and like you see highlights and like the adjustments he's made and it, it looks like uh, he's found stuff, something that working for him. And I mean, as an Angel fan, I mean, I hope it continues because we definitely need someone that can, you know, be a stopper in that rotation and, and put, put some innings on and, and do damage. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. one of those guys that you say, like, he has the stuff. He just needed a new environment. Like, get out of Baltimore and you'll be fine. Because, like, the stuff's there and he's young. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the Angels are coming off of uh, – they won two out of three at home against Oakland. They're rolling playing the Dodgers at home, three-game series. So, uh, we'll, we'll definitely see Bundy in a tough environment. Uh, so, but – hopefully a better environment that's conducive to a W for the Angels and Bundy. Yeah, that's going to be a big series for both teams this week, especially the Angels because they're at 7-12, and 12, I believe. And, like, with the eight teams this year, like, you don't need to finish, like, high up in your division. Like, you can take third and still make the playoffs. So just getting around 500 will be big for them. Yeah. It's going to require the bullpen to uh, hold it down a little better. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I said, think, thankfully he's doing pretty good because – Seems like the bullpen, they they give up so many runs. Like they'll bring what Noe Ramirez, that guy. <laughs> I told uh, we were watching the game against the Mariners the other day, and I was like, this guy, he's, he's doing pretty. I'm like, this guy's gonna give up like three or four runs, and then that was what last Thursday. Yeah, yeah. or Tuesday maybe, whenever they played. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. dad's trying. Bundy gives, yeah, Bundy gives the bullpen a little bit of relief. He keeps going the way he is. I mean, they have the offense. Like, it's just with Trout, Rendon, and Otani, like, all hitting right now, too. So, now's the time to, to get it straight because who knows how hot they're all going to stay for the rest of the next couple of weeks. Do you think Simmons plays when he comes back? Uh, yeah, they have to put him in the lineup. But you can't take Fletcher out. Where'd Fletcher go? Second base, yeah. You got to move someone to the outfield and take out Upton. Upton's horrible. (laughs) Honestly, like, uh, with the universal DH, like, he's going to have, like, some value, too. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Now's the time to get rid of those guys because who knows how long that rule is going to be in effect. Yeah. But uh, moving on here, teams so far, most teams have played around. 20 games or so, and then you're looking at the Cardinals, and they have played five with their doubleheader tomorrow already being postponed. Um, I don't know how they're going to get a whole season in. It's going to be really interesting, but it looks like they're just going to play doubleheaders until they catch up, I guess. I don't, I don't What are you guys' thoughts on the Cardinals? Like, do you think they're going to – like, how are they going to play? Like, obviously, they're going to play the games, but, like – It's going to be weird because, like, right now, they're still sitting in second place in their <laughs> division. <laughs> Yeah, they played uh, five games. So, like with the um, AD, like and everybody's in it. So, like, what are they gonna do? Like, you have to like you're playing double headers for a whole week straight. Like, it's gonna be crazy on their bodies. 
Yeah, it's the same thing like with the Marlins. They have a few games to make up too. And like they're sitting at the top of the NL East right now because they have, you know, less games played. So it'll be interesting because like if everyone's done and these guys have to like go out and play, it's it's kind of weird, kind of different. Yeah. Hey, guys. Oh, real quick. Sorry to interrupt there. Uh, I'm just going to be honest. I lost connection there just for a quick second. <laughs> Can someone fill me in where we're at in the conversation? Yeah, we're yep. just talking about the Cardinals. Uh, they have played five every, – like every team so far has played about 20 games around there, and the Cardinals are sitting there at two and three. So we're just talking about how, how they're going to get those games in and like how physically they're going to be able to do that and like how, how are they going to succeed playing doubleheaders every single day when everyone else is playing one day – one game a day with off days. Mm. All right, yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah, those those set. So we saw it like last weekend with the Rays and Yankees, the seven inning games. Um, they made it. I mean, especially like if you have an ace that could just go seven, six, or seven, like that's a huge advantage because you don't have to use your bullpen at all. And then, I mean, playing playing fourteen innings a day. I mean, yeah, it's more than nine, but I mean, these these guys they can do it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. There, especially their first couple games, to see what kind of shape they're in, because they're they're all on their own doing stuff. Like you can't work out together, and um, yeah, you really put the put the work in. It'll be weird too for the teams that play them to adjust to it, because I feel like if you do it enough times, like the Cardinals will kind of get used to it and they'll get on like a little schedule. But like if the team comes in for a, I don't even know how many games a series would be. Would it be like a six game series then? They're just playing, like, double headers. Like. It could be a double header and then a nine the next day, like club baseball. <laughs> but uh, that'd be weird to see how other teams kind of evolve to that, too. Yeah, that's going to be a, a difficult adjustment. But Yeah, that's all in the body. And uh, I know these guys are, are unreal athletes and in the 1% of human athletes in this game. But uh, the extra five innings in a game, it, it, in a day, does something to the body. And especially the mind, like mind. Great call, Cody. And um, I know we didn't talk about it much with the with the Angels, but Otani, uh, MRI, he's out for the season pitching, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's just another thing. And I know he's coming off the surgery, but rushing these guys back in, in this atmosphere, it's going to be tough. And hopefully, these pitchers stay healthy for the Cardinals. Yeah, because they're going to be getting taxed. You know they. So, I'm even thinking about Yadier Molina's knees. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be playing a lot of first base. There's, they're definitely gonna have to utilize their taxi squad, uh, their alternate site minor league guys. I saw they called up Dylan Carlson today, like their top prospect. So they're definitely gonna be utilizing those guys a lot, like moving them in and out because they they need arms. Yeah, I mean, especially the way their, like, division is right now, I think the Cubs are the only team over 500 over there. So, um, I mean, at two and three, where they're at right now, like, they're right in the thick of it no matter what. So. Yeah, yeah, you just need second place automatically and third place in their division you might be in with the wild card. So, you never know. Yeah. But uh, moving on here, so 20 games in this season is about a – well, it is a quarter way through. So, so far uh, – who are your guys' MLB, NL and AL MVPs of the league's quarter way through the season? It's crazy. Quarter way through, 20 games in. Who stood out to you guys so far? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I think Tatis in the NL. Um, I mean, really just energy at the top of the lineup right there. He's hitting, like, over 320. Leading, was leading the NL in home runs going into this week. Um, and he's got the Padres right in, right in the race right there in that tough NL West. Um, they gave the Dodgers a little bit of a struggle. They, I mean, Padres are pretty good, and uh, I think Tatis is leading them, so I like him for MVP in the NL. And in the AL, I mean, I, we predicted Trout at the beginning of the year. I, I don't know how you can't put Trout in there. So. You yeah, I, I was going to say – oh, go ahead, Kyle. No, 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 I was just saying you could put him there every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a lock. I was going to say uh, for the NL – with it, Charlie Blackman, and that guy, oh, he. We were saying yesterday he has to hit if he hits like three thirty or three sixty or something for the rest of the year. He's gonna hit four hundred because right now he's hitting like he's hitting like crazy. He's hitting so, yeah, he's he started zero and ten to start the year, and he's now over five hundred. He's like thirty three for his first thirty six. Like that's insane. 
So if, if anybody hits like that, man, I and he's he's that's lead off too, huh? That's lead off for the Rockies, like starting their lineup off. And then I'm saying for the AL, it's hard to pick against Trout, but I'm gonna have to say Aaron Judge, because that guy is hitting home runs at a crazy rate. He had he had like six straight games with a home run or something. Yeah. It just seemed like he was locked in. So those are my two choices. Yeah, you know it's uh, uh, it's really hard to pick uh, pick against Trout for AL MVP. And I know I'm an Angels fan, but uh, I, I saw Trout the other night hit an absolute rod to left field, and it was mad because he missed it. I mean, every <laughs> guy comes up, the ball just jumps off his bat, uh, unreal pace. So um, Trout would be my AL uh, MVP take there, but. Um, uh, Judge is a good take. That would be a hot take, though, in my opinion. Anyone against Trout's a hot take. Yeah, no, that, yeah. <laughs> For sure. So I respect, I respect the, <laughs> the take. Uh, but uh, I had a good friend one time. He said, you can say whatever you want, but if you have a take, don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to back it up. But uh, what, and, and in comparison to Trout, and uh, how he plays the game as an all-around athlete. I'm talking five tools. Um, how do you think Aaron Judge compares to Trout in that regard and all five tools? All five tools, I'd say the only, the only thing that uh, Judge has that's better than Trout, I'd say is power, to be honest. Power yeah. and maybe oh. arm strength, yeah, Kyle said. But other than yeah. that, Trout – has the fielding, he's got the speed, he's got the contact. So that's what I'd have to say. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, arm strength is obviously something that separates a, a lot of athletes. You know, grew up watching Vladimir Guerrero. It's, uh, it's unreal to watch those guys throw. And, you know, you're right. Uh, Darren Judge is on a team in an environment that's probably, um, you know, going to be really good the next couple of years and um, the angels are struggling. But when you watch trout play, especially after, the, after the baby, you know, <laughs> dad, potentially um, it, it's uncanny to watching highlights of Mickey Mantle. And um, it, it's like a pleasure just to be around and be able to watch that. It just sucks that he's playing for a struggling angels team right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, Two nights, like the first game in the A series, uh, in the ninth inning or eighth inning, he comes up and like goes down one two, and this the strike call was like horrible to go down, and like the next pitch he go ahead home or like <laughs> to be able to like flush that, make that adjustment, and and just do that like within one pitch is just unreal. It's it's, it's insane. Yeah, the one pitch adjustment, right? That's yeah. huge. And that's the best you can be. <laughs> Literally the best you can be. And, and the ball just jumping off the bat going 460. <laughs> and I, I don't, going home and, you know, hopefully uh, watching his wife and his kid uh, sleep happy, you know. Yeah. Wishing them health as well. Yeah, it used to be nice going down to the Angel game for like 10 bucks and seeing Mike Trout play every night. Yeah. Like, get back to that next year. But, all right, moving on here. Uh, a lot of surprises so far in the season. Um, who's your guys' biggest surprise? I'll start. I'll go with the Marlins. I think uh, with all the stuff, they had 18 players and coaches test positive, which was crazy. Like, I, after that, I, I thought they had to shut the team down for, like, weeks. But they shut down for, like, a week, and then they swept the Orioles, I believe. And now they just keep winning. So, so far, they're in the playoff race, which is crazy with all – Taxi squad guys, they had an Olympic run or Olympic skier or someone. Uh, sprinter. sprinter. No, it was a uh, speed skater. Yeah. On their team, yeah. silver medals <laughs> in the Olympics or something. They just had guys from everywhere. Um, so it's crazy, but they're figuring it out. Don, big Don Mattingly over there is figuring out how to win. With Two at home this year. Yeah, I don't think they want to go back home. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want to be in Miami right now. They're playing so good because they're used to the uh, – the crowds. <laughs> well, that might be because the A's too. I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. at the top right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big, big surprise. And I know we already mentioned it earlier, but Charlie Blackman 
And uh, that was also my take for uh, NL MVP. Didn't get to mention it. But um, he's on pace for candidate at 400 this year, 60-game season. So that, that's, that's a big shocker, huge surprise. Um, but uh, if we're going team-wise, um, the Baltimore Orioles, wow. Yeah. I know we were flaming them earlier in the show, but they're, after um, coronavirus, I mean, they're coming out <laughs> healthy and strong, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they're in third in that that division and like right in it for a playoff spot, which would be crazy. Like their worst team in baseball last year, then given circumstances, I mean, making the, making the adjustments. They could use Dylan Bundy right now. They just swept the Phillies. <laughs> I'm, yeah, their pitching staff may not need Dylan Bundy. They just, you know, so Eshelman one eleven four. They don't need Bundy. They'll just put up twelve runs every night. Four five four ten nine. Their last three games swept the Phillies. Swept the Mets too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They got to finish that rain delayed game tomorrow, but yeah, when the Nats grounds crew couldn't get the tarp out there, so the field flooded. Yeah. Unbelievable. One job. One job. What about you guys? Um, I think the A's are kind of surprising. Um, like, I they, I mean, they're good. Like, they were good last year, too. But just the way that they're playing. Um, and uh, they're, they're just – they got just a bunch of guys that will grind and, you know, hit the ball hard. And they play, like, decent defense. And – decent pitching is I like Hendricks too in the bullpen like he's pretty solid so um but I think the A's kind of surprised with where they're at right now and how bad the Astros are like that division is up for the A's to grab win or lose right now for me I got the uh Chicago Cubs they've only lost like they've only lost three games this year they're, they're they've had a few of their games uh postponed it's the Cardinals but their pitching staff's been really good. Like on opening day, Kyle Hendricks had that you get a CG, and then today, you Darvish was flirting with the no-no, and it just seems like they're they're just firing all cylinders. They're uh, I know they're not in the toughest division, but it seems like they're like their big standout team. Them and the uh, the Reds, the Reds with their offense at least. <clears throat> yeah, Reds are uh, struggling to play pitch and defense, but they can hit. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the NBA, the bubble. The NBA bubble seems to be working the best uh, out of all the sports. They've had like no positive cases in a while, so it looks like they'll finish out the season. Look, they're bringing people in now, though, so I don't know how that's going to go. But, uh, Stephen A is a big advocate for that. I saw. <laughs> but uh, it's been really cool to watch, especially. I think the biggest story besides like the playoff starting is definitely the Suns. The Suns went 8-0, Devin Booker, game winner against the Clippers, uh, leading them so far. And the Nets are playing right now, and if they beat the Blazers, the Suns are in. The, play- uh, the Blazers are down three as we speak, so, so wild. Something to watch, because if the Suns get in, like they had like a, what, 0.5 chance or whatever. And yeah, they just – Yeah. 8-0 in the bubble. 8-0 in – so that's just crazy. So good for them. And I think if they do make it, they'll beat the Grizzlies too. And then they'll move on. Yeah. I mean, uh, Valanchunas had a day and a half today. I don't know if you saw his stat line, but mm. he had like, uh, I'm pretty sure he had a 20-20 and then like 12 assists or something. So that would be a really he, fun. He and Jaw each had a triple-double earlier. Yeah, with John Booker going at it, that will definitely be a fun um series so far but other than that you guys have any big storylines from the bubble so far that's caught your guys eye anything interesting um the big teams like haven't been playing great like the bucks haven't been playing great lakers haven't been playing great in the bubble um so that's kind of interesting because you know they're obviously the favorites um but like a couple nights ago with the lakers playing the nuggets that was a big game and the nuggets rested all their starters for the back end of the fourth and lakers played their guys and they struggled against the nuggets bench which um, doesn't really look good going forward because Jokic wasn't on the floor, Jamal wasn't on the floor. Like, all their guys weren't on the floor, and LeBron and AD couldn't, like, keep mm-hmm. up. So that could be an issue. LeBron's been eating tacos <laughs> <laughs> these days. So 
That's a good call, Cody, uh, bringing up the Lakers. You know, uh, I'm probably not the only one in this uh, room tonight or in this virtual e-room tonight that thought that the Lakers and the Bucks were going to be the two teams out of the East and West just, just to be duking it out in the finals. But I don't know. The Suns 8-0 in the bubble. You got John ja Morant and the Grizzlies, an unreal athlete. They're definitely going to give uh, the struggling Lakers a run for their money. Right, oh, and if it's Dame, if it's Dame that gets in there, like, you know, Dame ain't going to lose. So, he, yeah, that kid's a fighter, man. And they just got, and with their back, like, that off, like, that gives them a big boost, too. Um, I know Whiteside's not super healthy yet, but I think he's back. So, having Nurkic, Whiteside, Dame, CJ, like, that's tough to handle. It does sound like a tough lineup. Wow. And yeah, Whiteside coming back, uh, coming off of an injury and, you know, this time maybe maybe good for him. You know, I'll, I'll allow him to uh, get off. Uh, do you know? Do you remember what he injured? I forgot. Nurkic was a leg, knee, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, what about Whiteside? Do you remember what his he's injury just was? had chronic back issues and stuff for his whole career? So. Yeah, just brutal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've drafted him immediately every year in fantasy basketball. <laughs> I uh, wanted, yeah, but uh, twenty buck investment to go watch a guy break his back, not bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the Blazers are definitely would definitely give the Lakers the biggest run for their money. Like the Suns, it, they might beat them a game or two, but they're not going to beat the Lakers in the seven game series. The Grizzlies might beat them a game or two, but I think the Blazers are the only team that could actually beat them in a seven game series. Yeah, he's up sixty. He's averaging fifty-six points the last two games. That's what he's got another fifty burger tonight. So, and they might lose. And they might lose. No, he's at thirty-nine right now. So, thirty-nine. Yeah. Like the like how consistently good he is. He's like that one shot he made where he like shot from like half court and bounced like way out of the screen. That was crazy. That's yeah, crazy. that was against the Mavs. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. For the, like, rest of the playoffs, like, the East is kind of – I mean, there's not really, like, great teams, especially with, like, the Sixers losing uh, Simmons now. Um, I mean, really in the East, I just see the Celtics, Bucks, Raptors. I think the Heat are good, but not great. Um, they haven't been playing great. But their first-round series against Indiana is probably the one that I want to watch the most just because we got TJ and, and Jimmy going head-to-head. Um, they aren't the best of friends, so it should be fun to watch. <laughs> yeah, the East is definitely – the West is definitely, like, you could pick any team. not Maybe not all eight, but you could pick six, five or six of them and say you could see them winning the finals. The East is definitely three, maybe four teams that you could actually see making it to the finals. Yeah, it's uh, top-heavy in the East and definitely more balanced throughout the West for sure. Yeah. Going off that, uh, so far, like from what you guys seen, what you just think in the playoffs, what is your guys' finals prediction? Who you guys see out of the West and out of the East? I got the uh, – out of the West, I got the Lakers. I feel like it's pretty hard to pick against them if you got AD and uh, LeBron. I mean, you know, even like lately they haven't – the Lakers haven't been playing that good. But, you know, if they have like that much talent, it's not going to be too long where teams are going to be cold. So I feel like they're – they're legitimately better than every team in the West. I think they stand out the most out of every team in the West. And then for the East, I have the Celtics. And I feel like a lot of people talk about the Bucks, and a lot of people talk – well, not many people talk about the Raptors, but a lot of people talk about the Bucks. And I think the Celtics are are way better than the than the Bucks right now just because they got Jason Tatum and they got Kemba Walker. Way better? Not way better, but they're better. I think they're better. Jason Tatum finally cut his hair. Mid-game. Mid-game haircut. haircut and that guy got two for 20 in a game, and you're going to say they were way better than the Bucks. I didn't say way better. I changed You it. said way better. <laughs> my, uh, my talk right now. I just think that they're better than the Bucks right now. The Bucks haven't been playing as good as the Celtics. You say that about the Lakers. The Lakers haven't been playing good. I know, but I have my reasons. It's fair. It's fair. I like the I like Lakers and Bucks in the finals. Um, 
I mean, Lakers got, like you said, LeBron, AD, uh, Kuzma can go get buckets. And then you got, you got two guys that can rebound in, uh, Dwight and, uh, yeah, exactly. JaVale, but they can also go Shackton. So it just depends, but, um, they got enough depth on the wings and, uh, Danny Green's picking it up a little bit, so that'll help on both sides. And then Bucks, um, I mean, they've, they're the best team all year. Their bench is, is good, too. And Giannis plays with so much energy and fire that he, he's not going to let them lose. So. Even when he's headbutting guys. Headbutting guys now, too. I don't know. You win MVP, you can headbutt. Headbutt an old Laker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Cody, um... I'm going to agree with you on the Bucks out of the East. Um, you know, I, I think they have it. And um, though they're dealing with uh, potential injury and, and illness, um, I think the East is just, just too non, non-competitive. And uh, the Raptors, obviously, um, they're obviously putting up a fight. But I'm going to go with the Bucks in the East. And hot take in the West, guys, Portland Blazers beating the Lakers. Wow. Good. Uh, Damian Lillard, a proven game winner, got got the guy a pivotal part of his career and potentially pivotal part of his rap career. Dame Dalla, I'm gonna shout it out. Uh, that's it. Endorsement. Taking taking shots at Marvin Bagley before the year, baby. I can't wait for the new song where he just roasts all the Clippers coming out right now too. So. We're playing his songs at the bubble before one of the games. <laughs> songs. That's good stuff. The Suns after it was. After yesterday, after his 60-point game. But uh, I definitely think the Lakers could get upset. If they don't figure out a shoot, but I have the Lakers in the finals against the Raptors. But I definitely feel like the Clippers could beat the Lakers if they don't figure out how to shoot the three. If Danny Green can't shoot, if Kuzma. If it's just LeBron and AD, they're not going to beat the Clippers with Paul George, Kawhi, all them there. So we'll see there. And then if they do get matched up with the Raptors, uh, they haven't beat the Raptors in like five or six years, which wouldn't be good for the Lakers. So, but um, yeah, Raptors crazy. Lose, lose your best player. Don't really add anybody else. And you are still Don't make it. Yeah. And this shows the depth on their team. Um, and that, I mean, they just got a good solid nucleus and good yeah. core, um, good chemistry and, and guys that are used to playing with each other and they got it. So good coach. Good coach. Good helps. Coach will uh, take you far. So I'd definitely be interesting, but uh, best teams usually will win. So uh, Dame's up two with like a minute and a half left right now. So uh, Aaron, your pick's not going to work if they lose that game. Wait, how much time did you say you had left, Cody? A minute and a half. All right. So that joke's only going to be funny for about a minute and a half. But... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on here to the NFL, uh, they're the next sport to start up. It looks like they're a full go. Their tests have been good, it looks like, so far. Um, the other night, we had Hard Knocks starting up. I don't know. Did you guys watch it at all? Any of you guys? I watched. Saw a few clips. That's about it. But uh, it's pretty cool seeing both teams, and you kind of see a behind-the-scenes look um, into everything going on. Like, it's not the most exciting Hard Knocks, but that's just, like, what – how we're living right now so it's kind of cool to see behind the scenes like all the guys getting tested like what they go through on a daily basis they're literally getting tested every single day they walk in they get tested and um it's just kind of funny the some guys are funny Dante Dion big clown and they're calling I don't know if you remember this part they told said they got to get some of these away from me they're too close and he said I'm like in the projects right now and he goes to Jalen Ramsey's locker he goes these are the suburbs yeah. he's got little waving things to put a seat up <laughs> That was pretty funny. Melvin Ingram's funny. Um, the guy on the Chargers, Andrew Bullard, the guy that walked in and said, you got to be kidding me. When yeah, he- that, that was my favorite part. That was my favorite part. <laughs> he loved him. He walked into Telesco's office, and he's like, we need to get this guy back sometime. Yeah. Pissed <laughs> off that he got cut. I mean, rightfully so. You know, he should feel pissed he, off. He worked he, hard, but. I think he was calling them all to tell them they got cut, and he's like, wanted to go into his office. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the pandemic. I don't think they want people yeah. just walking in. But he walked in, and he was not happy, but <laughs> Hard Knocks is a cool show. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, interesting to see the, the background stuff going on with uh, the procedures that the NFL is doing. Um, my dad even said that, you know, the NFL, like, paid for them to show, like, all the testing they're doing, how much sanitation, just to just to make sure everything's good, like public 
public eye. Um, but no, I think uh, it'll be tough for the NFL to stay healthier um, just because there's so many more players than the NBA and there's not really a way you can bubble everybody. Um, so the uh, opt-out date's already passed. So whoever gets gets uh, unhealthy now, I mean, might might screw the whole team. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, it's cool. The Rams, they're doing a lot of stuff. They said, like, thankfully they're in California where they can have outdoor – they have tents set up to, like, space everyone. So looks like it's so, going to be – no college, on the other hand, doesn't look um, – so right now. Yeah, it looks like that's going to be canned till the spring um, or maybe entirely. Yeah, not looking good on the college side. But big news in the NFL today, tight ends getting paid, major pay. Travis – or gets George Kittle first. Yep. $5 million extension. Then literally, like, not even an hour later, Travis Kelsey signs an extension. Uh, kind of set the type of note. You haven't really seen those contracts, I guess, for tight ends. Yeah, I mean, those are two uh, – I mean, those guys aren't really tight ends, as you think, because, I mean, they use them out wide. They use them inside. So, those guys are definitely big utility players for their perspective offenses. Um, focal points, too. Um, Kittle, I mean, can block exceptionally well. Um, so, he's on the field the whole time. And, like, you know, both those guys are just game changers. So, deserve their money, and uh, they got it. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, Kyle, real quick, I appreciate you bringing up that uh, show. I've been looking for a new show to watch. And um, that sounds really interesting to see how these players are adapting right now and how, how strict the MLB in these sports are. And you got to think from a financial perspective, speaking of money, um, the only thing that can really mess this up is COVID. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're just super protective against that. and. Um, I know we didn't get to mention um, it in the MLB chat, but um, the potential prospect of having a playoff bubble and uh, we're seeing the bubble work pretty effectively in basketball right now. And hopefully it works in football. Um, That's always a fun sport to watch in the fall. Oh, big time. That's uh, for us betting, uh, betting connoisseurs, you know, that's where you get a lot of the action. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's definitely money in everywhere you look at it. TV, merchandise, betting. And looks like the Cowboys are going to – they want to bring fans in. So, Yeah, I saw like – I mean, a while ago that there was the rumor of having people sign waivers to get into the games and all this stuff. So who knows? Um, but I think uh, the first couple weeks there will probably be no fans just so they can see what's going on with everything. Um I think a few teams have already said no fans for the re- the whole year. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting and um, really interesting to also see the Blazers uh, final 134-133 W. Just, so maybe, maybe uh, Mr. Sheridan over here isn't that bad. And kind of betting, SR is doing pretty well this season uh, <laughs> following. Uh, yeah, I've been following, so you guys are uh, doing well. We'll get, give them a shout-out, so everyone go follow TSR, uh, get some picks, get some insight on the betting game, all sports, not just the major ones. We got all sports, so. What's your app on Twitter? Yeah, so it's going to be a Sheridan Report on, on Twitter. Um, our website is called The Sheridan Report. Um, what we are, I would consider ourselves an aggregate pick service. Um, uh, my, myself, my brother, uh, and my dad, who was an ex-baseball player for, in the Padres organization, uh, played for Bruce Bochy back in the day. Um, we just watch a, a lot of sports and have takes and uh, offer our takes to uh, potential customers looking for, um, you know, solid value. And value is a big thing, especially in, in gambling. So. Um, I'll, I'll give you guys away some some picks, for instance, uh, off our Sheridan report um, for Friday. Um, Charlie Blackman, our top play, the Rockies, they're an underdog. And that's a big thing for uh, TSR and the Sheridan report is uh, value on bets. And um, if, if we ever have a little more time to talk about it, I'll bring it up a little more. But the Rockies are a home dog tomorrow. Charlie Blackman is uh, – 
you know, hopefully going to bring that uh, 400 half bridge. And then on the mound for him, Ryan Castellani, uh, Castellani excuse me, uh, rookie, uh, second start coming off of a real good start in Seattle, four innings. So we're looking for him to have a real good Friday and on a second start. And um, the, the, the second thing I'll give you guys a little more value, three-teamer, uh, Twins, Astros, Padres. Uh, that's what I'm putting together for this weekend. All right. So, yeah, we'll do – we'll get our picks in in a little bit, and uh, we better hear some winners later on in the show. <laughs> yeah, we'll consider that one on the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have our new uh, found sport with when sports weren't coming back. We were big on uh, NASCAR. Had a big weekend last weekend. We had two races, and then this week looks like a first road course in a while. So uh, should be a good weekend for some NASCAR. Yeah, should be uh, kind of interesting. This is like I think they haven't had this course in there. Yeah, so new course for everybody, but um. Yeah, so we got some road course specialists maybe uh, that can take this one away from Harvick because Harvick's just been on fire, him and Denny, you know, um, top of the class, uh, as we've said before, but Harvick swept both last weekend. Um, but I don't know if Harvick will do well in this one. I'm not really known for road courses, but uh, he's been the best driver all year, so we'll stay. Yeah, you know, in these road courses, Cody, you got to think it's really wide open. So. Yeah. Any, anyone can really sweep it. So TSR is off that. Um, I'm not really <laughs> it. It's quite a value, but Yeah, it's crazy to see the odds, like, for the road course, how much different they are from a regular. Because, like, Denny and Harvick are, like, plus 900, 800. And, like, you never get them under, like, over, like, five or four. Yeah. It's, like, crazy. Just you ne even, like, Vegas doesn't know how to put these lines right now. So. It's kind of crazy to see. Like, anything could happen. Someone could crash so easily. I mean, just take, uh, for example, NASCAR Heat, the, oh. new, the new game. We, we go play our road courses. You know, it's just mayhem out there. Yeah. And we saw last week in the Xfinity Series, the road course, they had seven restarts in the last seven laps. So it's just just mayhem out there. And uh, whoever gets takes the checkered flag, I mean, it'll be uh, well-earned or lucky. So, yeah. So, Aaron, you guys don't do NASCAR at all or just this weekend, you're not? Uh, no, we, we usually do NASCAR. Um, just this weekend, we're not. Uh, the road course is just wide open, so we don't have a take. Um, we'd rather watch his fans. And a shout-out my grandpa here. He was a huge NASCAR fan, so uh, he'd appreciate it if we just watched without the money involved. That's <laughs> <laughs> we shall say. All right. Well, speaking of betting here, we'll uh, – do a couple picks here. So speaking of the NASCAR race this weekend, it's obviously going to be hard to pick, but who do you guys like on the road course this weekend? If you had to pick someone, no money, who do you think is going to win? Um, between uh, Kurt's boy and uh, Kurt's boy. So I'm going to pick uh, Chase Elliott for this one. Cause uh, I mean, uh, him and Truex are both the favorites. So uh, both those, you know, Kurt's a big fan of, but I think uh, Elliott's have a pretty good uh, record career-wise on road courses um and uh he's kind of due so let's see see how he does um but i'm gonna pick him to win this week i uh had the same pick oh, what a surprise i was between chase and truex and Elmarola, which are my usual three favorites but uh i know chase Elliott's won like three road courses in his career he hasn't been in nascar for too long but He's won three in his career, so two of them at Watkins Glen, I think, where they were supposed to race. So yeah. maybe there's, like, some good juju there. And at Daytona, their first time racing there on the road course there in a while. Uh, I think Chase Elliott's looking pretty good. Yeah, I'm going to be watching uh, the number four Ford car. Yeah, Harvey. I think he's uh, running really well, and um, he's going to keep it hot. You know, I think it's I think it's the best shot. Why not? Yeah, and you're gonna Harvick's at according right here plus six fifty. So yeah, best odds he's had in a long time. Yeah, obvious favorite. So um, yeah, from a non betting standpoint, just just putting it out there. Uh, yeah, obviously Harvick is, is gonna put up and run well. So 
if you're a novice to the sport and just want to tune in this weekend, uh, the number four four car, um, you know, maybe a fun one to watch. Obviously, he's going to be coming out hot, and uh, so it's going to be consistent. You know, he's going to run well. You can see some cool moves on the track. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with Truex. Uh, usually, usually I'm a big Denny guy, but Denny doesn't really run well on road courses. But I guess you never know. But we'll go with Big Martin. He has a one. I think he only has one win this season. So. Martin. Yeah, him in, uh, he's had some tough luck this year. But. Go get a win for once, Martin. Come on. <laughs> Where's his win? It was the short track, right? Is it Martinsville or Bristol? Denny won Martinsville. Uh, I think he he won before the restart, right? No, he's doing it. He hasn't won during the It was restart. like, oh, he might have won at, at Charlotte or uh, Darlington. Because I was at the river, I remember. Know your facts, Kurt. Come on. I do know my facts. He's at Bristol. <laughs> All right. Next year, we'll give uh, everyone parlay for the weekend. So your best parlay, any you can combine, whatever. So I'll start for mine. I have a UFC one. We're going with my boy Stipe. Big Stipe going to beat Cormier. He's already beat him once. I know Cormier beat him another time, but I don't like Cormier. So then we'll go to Mauer, <laughs> his favorite. And then a little underdog here, Junior Dos Santos. The old wow. You hate this guy. Yeah, I know, but I just – I was looking at – Dos Santos, it's like last week with Weidman. If it goes the distance and it's close, they're going to give it to him. So, give those three together and I, you'll win a lot of money. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with the UFC parlay as well. Uh, new fan of the sport. And uh, so, we're back into like the rotation where some of these guys that I've watched fight are fighting again. And uh, one of my favorites that I've seen is Sean O'Malley. This guy's uh, 12 and 0. Um, doesn't look like much outside the ring, but when he's in there, he's fun to watch, exciting. I like him. I want to parlay him with, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name properly, but Mirab, the Shelby, minus 250 favorite as well. Uh, the one fight I saw him fight, he had like 12 straight like takedowns, completely dominated. So I like those two together. Um, it's my parlay for the weekend. My parlay I got for the weekend, I guess Friday counts as the weekend does for me. But uh, so tomorrow we got all of the West games for in the MLB. We got the Rockies over the Rangers, then the Mariners over the Astros, Dodgers over the Angels, Padres over the D-backs, and the A's over the Giants. That's Got a little uh, rivalry games in there. You know what I'm saying. It's All right. Yeah. So we, we yeah we're we're seeing a lot of uh, interesting uh, takes tonight. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe one. But uh, hey, we're not putting our house payment on it. Uh, but as for my uh, three teamer, um, so for tomorrow, obviously I already laid out a three teamer. So. And I already laid out the top play. I might as well just just run the whole report, dang near. Um, how do you play this? Play the report. Um, you know, obviously I would bet the Rocky straight. Um, so we're, we'll call that two units. And then um, I'll, I'll put a one unit on the Angels. I really like them tomorrow. They're plus one forty-eight uh, playing the Dodgers. So uh, you know, hopefully just good momentum there for them and uh, really good value. So. One unit on that, and then I would put Rockies, Angels, Twins, three-team or parlay, and uh, that's a real huge value. It pays about six to one. So, um, and the Twins are playing a struggling Royals team, so don't. That's about a quarter unit. Um, I would usually play the three-team or Twins, Astros, Padres for about a half unit, but for having fun and want to try to win some money. Rockies, Angels, Twins, fun three-teamer, quarter unit. And uh, all those games might be on uh, TV, so might be able to watch them all. Yeah, there you go. That's the big thing. Now everything's blacked out everywhere. Yeah. Hard to find. So uh, um, if anyone's at home trying to watch all the games and they're struggling, check out Reddit. Um, there's a lot of really good links uh, to find games for free. Um, but you just got to be careful because obviously, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, 
be careful of Reddit, guys. Jeez, Louise. <laughs> uh, as a, uh, you know, I have some really bad friends. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk after the show. Yeah, we DM. I'll send you the links. <laughs> no, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the good, bro. Come on, I'm a good. I'm a good guy. I'll send uh, the link to uh, the Sheridan report tomorrow. I'll send you the link to the. Uh, it's called the kit. It's uh, it gives you MLB uh, all sports for free live stream. I'm I'm not sure how much longer that's going to be up, but those usually uh, you know. Usually, yeah. You guys got anything else for betting wise for this weekend? Um, yeah. So go ahead, Cody. Uh, just stay tuned for some NBA picks. I mean, uh, we might tweet some out uh, once these odds get released for these playoff matchups. And uh, Cody's been hot on NBA recently. NBA, I've been I'm in on fire with these. So, but we'll see. Now every team's gonna play their best guys again. So we gotta find out. But NBA's been good. Do you guys like golf? Yep. Yeah. I, um, so my take for golf, Washington last weekend, Kepka. Wow. I mean, I, I know he didn't win and uh, Morikawa, young rising star, but <clears throat> there was a few holes I vividly remember watching Kepka uh, like shoot like an eight, seven, like two fives in a row, something crazy like that. And, and still strung together like seven out of birdies in the last – 11 holes and uh, scratched together a decent finish and was battling and competing. So uh, for tomorrow, I'm not different sides to it different, but uh, Kepka would be a good take over Spieth. I saw um, one of TSR's guys, you guys are big HV3 fans over there. You guys are tied for the lead right now. Harold? Harold, yeah. 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 <laughs> Got guys doing something Cody couldn't do today, and that's hit it straight. <laughs> hey you get shooting 62 i mean you can't be complaining <laughs> that's sickening to hear and uh, I, i'm not even good enough to compare so i just I'll, I'll watch as a fan and um obviously watch and following for tsr and uh rooting that on yeah we got uh november the masters yep we're all in on Sungjae and Tiger already, so hopefully they they figure it out by the Masters. Doc, baby. Who? Doc. Doc Redman? Uncle. Not really, but <laughs> he's going all the way. All right. So, yeah, go bet your golf. Go watch golf. Uh, last weekend was fun. The end of the tournament was definitely yeah. fun. So, we yeah. got – all the majors coming up. It's kind of cool. All the sports now in the fall. Usually all the majors would be over right now. We got everything coming up. Everything is literally going at the same time. All right. Lastly here, our favorite uh, little segment here. We got what the duck. So, Aaron, if you don't know, this uh, started because of Curtis. He can't type. Uh, he always puts duck in his phone when it's spell correct. So we created this. So it's just like a crazy, it doesn't have to be sports, crazy like story that you've heard. So we've had a chase here talking about saw a guy in the treasure Island, bust a TV in the sports book. We've had, uh, we've had a gnarly stories on here. So I don't know if you have any uh, crazy stories that you've had anything sports from baseball, from betting, from anything. All right, crazy story. We can we can have them start if you want to think about. Yeah, something. no, no, I I think I have one. Um, I think my my crazy story and and uh, probably my my funnest moment bet just so we can just tie it all together, I guess. Um, so obviously betting is super volatile, but when you're hitting, you're hitting. And um, there was uh, one, one run like where TSR hit their top play like 17 days in a row. So uh, me and my friend just said, all right, let's just take, let's take a trip to Boston, have some fun out there. And um, the first night we landed in Boston, I'm not kidding. We had eight picks that night in TSR, went eight and no. And I played the suite for 10 bucks and it paid like $1,200. <laughs> I cashed out, paid my ticket, and uh, lived like a king. And that was in college. So 
a thousand bucks was literally everything. It damn near half CSUF's uh, tuition. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all of us this year graduated from CSF, so congrats to you as well for that. So, hey, thank you. Appreciate we'll, that. We'll tighten episode right here. <laughs> yeah. Are we all? Um, are we all Titan alum alumni? This year, all 2020. Oh, oh my. Yes. No wonder we're successful and good looking. <laughs> uh, that's crazy, though. All eight. Yeah, yeah. And it's, um, I, I've only hit the sweep, uh, like, playing. And it's hit more. But sometimes I just feel like it, it's, you know, not worth 10 bucks. But, you know, it's good value because it, it pays, like, sometimes 60 to 1, which yeah. is crazy. So, um, yeah, all eight picks hit. And um, the, the food tasted really good on uh, <laughs> my money. That was for sure. Ten bucks turning into twelve hundred. That's crazy. And it's a few meals. Yeah, yeah, a few meals in Boston. Too expensive, but it's another story. I'll, I'll blow them up on Twitter later. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy because there's always the one team that just screws you that does something stupid or turns the ball if it's like that turns the ball over at the end. But it's good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, there always is. And um, MLB, especially the last two years, so volatile in set, inning seven through nine. And I'm sure, as you know, Cody, inning seven through nine, that's game-winning time. So with, yeah. with a lot of flips, and it's frustrating. But the advice I'm going to take, if uh, give to everyone uh, listening and watching, if you're going to play, um, just stay consistent, uh, stay even keel, uh, you know, don't go too high, too low. And uh, most importantly, be sure you have rent and food. Uh, <laughs> it's more fun. Do not get uh, addicted to it. It's, you know, obviously really fun, and which makes it uh, addicting and it's accessible. So uh, use it sparingly and uh, make sure you're responsible with your finances, of course. Yeah, Jack, make sure you're listening. Yep, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, lawsuits against TSR saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Because uh, TSR said the Rockies are going to win tomorrow. <laughs> and he put his whole house payment on that one. So. <laughs> oh, dude. It, you know, I, I, I've seen it before. <laughs> I've seen it before. I, I've, I've been to the uh, casino where um, I, I'm just sitting from behind watching guys play $10,000 $10, chips blackjack and, and just flipping it. And those guys will literally and be there for – seven eight ten hours just not leave and uh those guys geez brutal but some of those guys will not leave until they either go broke uh go even or shoot for the moon it's <laughs> crazy yeah all right uh you guys got anything here or or you want to do your ducks first got a few uh so uh the first one we were uh, up in Yosemite, just having a good time. Uh, we went on a nice hike in the morning, went on a bike ride. Uh, Cody showed us the horses over there, and there was like a nice little trail over there to ride bikes down. And uh, so we're going down this little hill, on the tr this trail on this hill, and like Cody goes first, and I'm like right behind him, kind of right behind him, and all you hear is, Oh shit! <laughs> On that Cody's back tire, freaking up in the air, <laughs> and he's freaking on the ground. And he gets up and puts his hands up. He's like, "I'm good." And it was so funny. And then he rides. He starts riding away, and his rim was so bent because he hit a rock. He just straight on freaking wheel to the rock, and his rim was like, it was like an oval. It was completely bad. <laughs> I think the best part is he came back to camp, didn't say anything. He's like, yeah, I just hit a rock and my tire got messed up. And then like 30 minutes later, Dan comes back and starts talking about it. And we all look and Cody's just cracking up. And your mom's like looking like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I didn't tell anyone I went over the handlebars or almost killed myself going into this rock. But all I left was a few scratches, luckily. Because that was uh, – that yeah. shouldn't have happened. <laughs> so he went off the little trail, and the trail's, like, lined with rocks. 
So when he went off, he went through the rocks through like a space like the size of his tire. <laughs> and so the trail kind of like curved like this. So then he hit the rock going back on the trail. So he, if he would have hit the first little set of rocks, he would have been done because he would have landed on the second rocks. But he got lucky. I, don't know. I honestly had a blast going over the handlebars. That was great. I was flying seven feet in the air. Um, and I just <laughs> turned around and Kurt and Dan were terrified. But we were all good. That was funny. And then I, get, I have one more, and this is when we were up in Montana, just camping, having a good time because we're outdoorsmen, you know. Um, we were watching, we were streaming UFC on Cody's phone, and this guy that was, like, controlling the stream, I don't know if he was just trying to make sure it didn't get banned or something, but he was playing, like, Warzone, <laughs> and this guy's, like, this guy's, like, burping and <laughs> everything, and he's just, like, it was just funny just hearing him talk. I found this, it was on Periscope, or no, Twitch, Twitch or Periscope, and he was using it as a video game, but he was streaming the UFC fight, it was Gastaciano, good stuff. Gastaciano. Those are the best people that stream the fights, and they act like they're playing a video game. Yeah, it was good. You seen any of those on Reddit, Aaron? <laughs> I've seen a lot of things on Reddit that I won't talk about. <laughs> that was not one of them. <laughs> Oh, that was good stuff. Yeah. Um, so everyone knows, like, we went on our big travel trip, so we got lots of ducks, but I'm only going to do a few for now. You can save uh, the rest for another show. Yeah, yeah, we got plenty. I don't know. I think the most what the duck one is up in Montana driving. We're on the, on the freeway, and 15 feet off the freeway, these guys set up a shooting range shooting towards the freeway with live bullets, live ammo. Literally just right on the side of the freeway, just a what the duck right there. Just in Montana, you can just do that. As you literally drove, probably drove their car off the freeway because there's no off-ramp. No, they literally just parked right there and set up a shooting range. Um, and then uh, from Yosemite, we got Kurt and Sarah's letter game that lasted about five mm -hmm. hours between the two of them, just naming celebrities. And they um, tied. Yeah, and then they tied. Then we so. tied. That game took forever. I don't know if I ever want to play it again. <laughs> so the game we were playing, Aaron, we were – it's like you name like a celebrity. So say I said like Tom Hanks. His last name starts with an H. So like the next person has to say somebody's first name who starts with an H. So it's like you just keep going back and forth until somebody can't think of one or if somebody says one that's been said already. And it, we played for like five hours. This is a double or nothing game too, and it yeah. tied. Oh, and <laughs> a double or nothing, brutal. Uh, yeah, I'm actually a little familiar with, uh, with that game. Uh, I, I when I played baseball, I was a relief pitcher um, or a pitcher in general throughout my my career. So there was a lot of downtime in the dugout <laughs> where we had to uh, mess around and make time pass. I played baseball for 15 years and it's still boring watch but uh you know i get it i love it i understand the romanticism in it and uh i know what i'm looking at just like nascar a lot of people say it's just doing left turns but you know if you know what you're looking for like a, a harvick number four dub um <laughs> hey we had some some good times in the dugout in high school buddy sitting there <laughs> some of the stuff we would come up with <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey, I gotta see come up with um, so many fun characters on that show or on, show on that uh, on that team um you know Kyle Kyle Isbell um playing for the Royals doing well and Tyler Freeman as well he he came up uh after you right Cody he was no, he that. was he was a freshman when I was a senior we had him oh. on the uh show last time so he's got an interview oh. if you want to check it out yeah yeah I'll definitely check it out um yeah I wasn't familiar with uh, or I didn't remember the timing perfectly but yeah, yeah Tyler Came up as a freshman and uh, and and uh, started right. Yep. Yeah, I just started right away, and um, when, when you watch them, uh, instantly you know, like just <laughs> difference in, in the body movements on the field. So it's really cool to see him successful, and uh, also Kyle, who's uh, getting married too uh, in in January. So uh, shout out to you, and um, it's really cool to see. Shout Absolutely, out to friends of the show, friend of the show. Yeah friend of the show supposed to send some merch to us so we'll see <laughs>
for mine here, I just this morning I was just scrolling through and saw a good old Wikipedia had a Carlos Correa's page change to his name is this was up for all day, literally all day. <laughs> his name was Trash Can Banger, <laughs> and it's oh, for the asterisks. And it said Banger was oh I don't think you can see Banger in 2018 with the asterisks and it says Banger the asterisks selected Banger with the first overall selection in the 2012 MLB draft and is like under his name it just says Cheater and that's his, his position yeah his position he plays Cheater Cheater and it said, everything's just they call him Banger and Trash Can Banger and I was just dying it got left up all day usually that stuff gets taken down right away but. Left up, so Astro Shame Tour, baby, continues. Astro Shame Tour. The next, we got Kurt, good old Kurt here driving. Um, he uh almost killed us driving multiple times on a single lane highway, doing yeah. a pass, like passes two cars over a hill and doesn't see that other cars could be coming this way. And then uh, the next time does it again and has to slam on the brakes. <laughs> so we had a couple uh couple close calls with Kurt driving to Montana, so well uh are tricky up there, man. Beck Hill Road too. Straight road. It's not tricky at all. It's more tricky driving on the four oh five than Yeah. Well there's still some little tricky ones up there. <laughs> all right. Uh you guys Aaron, thanks for joining us. Uh do you want to say your at again for your guys' Twitter, people to follow? Yeah. And uh, thanks for having me again. It's so much fun being able to talk sports and uh, be able to go over the games and go over some good times and laugh. So uh, if you guys wanted to check out uh, Sheridan Report, that's S-H-E-R-I-D-A-N Report on Twitter. Um, you know, we just, my dad posts, that's his account. And uh, so we post, uh, you know, just some content about games throughout the week and um, it's all legit stuff. So um, just check it out. There's even some stories too, uh, from, you know, ex big leagues days and some cool insight on, uh, sports. So thank, thanks again for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming on Aaron. Uh, we'll be, we'll tweet out some of those, those plays that you had for us and, uh, we'll, we'll make some money. Yeah, hopefully, because, uh, if we, I won't be able to pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you again, but uh, I think that's all we got today. Hands uh, up. Thank you, Vern. Hands up. Yep. Take care, guys. Appreciate it. Follow us on Twitter, too. Milton Sports Corner. Okay, okay, know okay. About. Follow Sheridan Report. 